there also has to be a level of responsibility with which we like convey the knowledge because I just think that like and I you know I used to have a business partner and I like, like worked with other people in this and I just feel like some of the more traditional ways of conveying human design feel a little bit limiting to me and the language just like doesn't resonate and so I think part of why it's taking off in a new way is that there are new people translating it in a way that is more accessible to them and like and I think that's allowing us to reach a larger audience because I think some of the like more traditional stuff I think just like is a little bit more it just isn't as soft it doesn't like allow people to kind of play with it and so I think it's been really cool to watch people like let it be more of a thing that they're shaping in a way that feels right to them and like again being responsible in a way that like people like feel empowered by the information and not at all limited by it You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to uplevel your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Hello, 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 and welcome to an exciting episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I'm really excited to be sharing with you this conversation with Erin Claire Jones, who is known out there in the ethers as one of the main massive human design experts. And I was so excited to have this conversation. It was really awesome because when we first started, we I always start all of my uh interviews with tuning in with Kundalini Yoga. And it's always nice when people know what I'm doing and they can tune in with me. And come to find, Aaron's also a Kundalini Yoga practitioner. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. So I'm really excited to be sharing with you this conversation because we didn't just talk about human design, but we also talked about Kundalini Yoga and a lot about how these are tools to help us navigate through this space with more ease and grace. And it's totally possible. And the biggest thing that I really want you to understand is that tools like human design, we cannot be seeing them as another dogma. They are tools. They are here to support us. They're here to help us navigate through this time and space with more ease and grace as, as is Kundalini Yoga. And so it's really important to really when you're working with these tools to take what resonates and release the rest and to understand that they're coming through during this wild time in human history because they're here to help us activate our power and to really become fully embodied. And so when you give yourself permission to embrace your human design, you can understand how your energy flows and then act accordingly. So if you don't know who Erin Claire Jones is, she's a leadership coach who specializes in human design and has been featured in Forbes, Nylon, Well and Good, Mind, Body, Green, and so many others. And she's really here to help leaders and teams step into their highest potential by by offering these these tools of self-knowledge and just a better awareness of who we are so that they can really perform at the top of their personal and professional games. And so she's been a consultant for startups all over the world, and she's really supported executives who are building these incredible companies and these partnerships and small teams to really bring in more harmony and efficiency into the workspace. And so it's pretty amazing to see how we can work with these tools to help companies and to cultivate a deeper understanding and to activate more of the conscious business lifestyle. That's truly what I believe. The only way you're going to be successful in business in this day and age is if you create a conscious brand because too many people are waking up and we want to support and bring our money to companies that are doing great things in the world. And so in this episode, we talked a lot about 
what is human design. And we talked a lot about the different profiles of human design and the talks about why human design and Kundalini are really increasing in popularity right now. And it's, it's really cool to see more and more people wake up and more and more people hungry. And with that, it's really important that we also keep the integrity of the teachings alive so that we can, you know, work with these tools and, and really implement real change in the world. So we talked about this as again, to overcome the dogma and to transcend these limits that can be placed on us based off of these certain constructs, but to again, run with what resonates with us and release the rest and to use it as a tool and not have this be the be all end all, because then you're disempowering yourself and ain't nobody got time for that. And uh, we also talked about a really exciting thing was how human design can really impact our future and not just our personal future, but how it can impact business and even more specifically, how it can impact children, which I think is great because, you know, me, I'm so passionate about politics because I want to use my energy and to implement real change. And so I want to talk about these topics that not enough people are talking about. Um, and we also, she read my chart, which is really awesome because if you want to have your chart read by Aaron, you can use the code code sovereign to get 10% off. And you'll hear a little bit more on how she reads charts. Cause I know if you looked at your human design, it's like, huh, what is this? It's so overwhelming. I mean, trust me, I feel it too. So that's so why I was like, well, let's have Aaron show up and share with me. So Aaron Claire Jones is here and I'm just super excited to see how this conversation inspires you to really reclaim your power. Make sure you take a screenshot and tag her at Erin Claire Jones and tag me at Sabrina Riccio and at Sovereign Society Podcast so we know who's tuning in. And you can also watch this conversation on YouTube. All of my podcast episodes are on YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a rating and review so we can get more of the medicine out there because as you'll hear, I'm a projector and I do well in a community where we can do this together. And so um, thank you for being on this journey. Thank you for your support. And without further ado, this is all about embracing your human design with Erin Claire Jones. Enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to an episode of the Sovereign Society podcast that's going to blow your mind. I'm so excited to have Erin Claire Jones here. Thank you, sister, for taking the time to be here and to share your medicine and as we dive into all things human design. And I just found out you're a Kundalini Yoga teacher, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, it's it's pretty amazing. I feel like these two modalities are rising. I am sure you totally. feel the same too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It feels like the awareness around both is expanding in such a big way. And it's like, so yeah. cool. It's so cool. And it's just, it's cool. People are also making it so much more accessible, both of the systems, you know, in a way that I think is making it accessible to so many more people. Yeah. And I think there's so many people are craving that right now because there are so many people that are recognizing and understanding like, Hey, I've got shit to do here. I got to like step into my power and I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like these modalities have, you know, come into the, in the limelight in such a way in such a time, because these modalities help us understand us in a way that probably could have been really explained before, you know, and um, it's been really amazing just to see the interest of it and, and like people having conversations of like, oh, what's your human design or like, you know, talking about a, a Korea that they did or whatever. So it's pretty so awesome cool. to see. I'm interested to see how it's going to continue to evolve too, as, yeah. you know, more people roll through. Totally. And it also reaches like new levels of people because it still feels like the people that are adapting it are still the people that are like, you know, new and early and it just feels like it's going to keep, just keep growing. So I'm excited too, but it's been wild just to witness the past couple of years because like the way people are showing up is so different than they did a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, for Kundalini, for instance, like you're seeing less people like have to wear all white. Like a lot of people are actually like really stepping into the power of the technology and not so much of the dogma that Kundalini can carry. Um, I know for me, I've been a teacher for six years and there's been a lot of dogma that I've had to clear too, because the system was still created during a Piscean time and to, you know, be in my truth, um, 
there's not everything that I uh, resonate with that was taught to me. Like I'm a psychedelic kundalini yogi. And I remember <laughs> when I was at Sat Nam Fest, I admitted it to my teacher. And that was like so like empowering for me of not feeling like I needed to be like a certain way or a certain thing to be accepted. But to see more and more um, young people actually stepping into this like speaking up about the two and talking about the healing modalities of it, it's been pretty fascinating to see. So cool. Yeah. And people are really making it their own, you know? And I also think that like so people that had like never heard of Kundalini are now like going through training. It's just like, it's something that so immediately impacts people. They're like, Oh my God. Yes. I'm in. I know. I know. I just, I remember I found Kundalini like by taking a Pinterest test. Oh my God. <laughs> so it funny. Like, it was like, what, what's the yoga for you? And I did a quiz and I was like, Kundalini yoga. And oh then I was going to, I was going to sign up for like a thousand hour, like yoga therapy certification. Um, and I saw the studio in Encinitas, um, doing Kundalini yoga training. I was like, oh my God, that's the training. That's the yoga I saw on that Pinterest test. So I signed up for training without ever taking a class. That's amazing. It's so, that's wild. I was like, I was thinking my partner did the nine month training with me and it mm -hmm. was so funny because I took him to one class. I was like, this is going to be totally weird, but just like experience it. Like I want to see if I want to do it with this teacher. And he took one class and he was like, I'm all in. I'm doing the training with you. I was like, what? Oh, he was just I love like, that. He was like, this teacher's amazing, but also just like, this feels amazing, you know? So it was so, so it just feels like there's so much of that. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. just feels like it's crossing boundaries in all the ways. While it's still important to keep the integrity of the, the, the teachings and the Kriya, for sure. I think yeah. that's a big thing that we have to um, be diligent on and to honor that tradition. Saturn says, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. getting totally. that middle finger out there. But um, yeah, I mean, it's going to, I'm really fascinated to see. And like, I infuse it a lot with business work. And uh, I would love to hear if you're like seeing it at all. Um, in terms with like uh, human design, are you seeing it work through in that space or supporting that space? Or how do you see um, the the marriage or the blend between the two? Because there's not very many human design teachers that I know that are also kundalini yogis <laughs> out there. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen like a whole lot of a blend yet. I think that like, I generally like I'm not integrating the two. I think that like they're pretty separate for me, but I mean, kundalini like so informs my practice and the way that I show up you mm -hmm. know? And like, I think in both ways, like, I think that I'm always just like, how can I make these systems more accessible? So like, mm -hmm. I'm not teaching Kundalini on a regular basis right now, but like often when I do teach, it's like when I'm hosting retreats or like, you know, at friends' weddings or just like community gatherings where it's like people that have never done Kundalini. And it was so cool. I ran into a guy who I was at a wedding with in Morocco, like a couple months ago. And like, I taught one Kundalini class and he's like, Aaron, like going to class diligently since I got back to New York. I'm like now obsessed, but it's just like, like, that's what I love. I love just being yeah. the bridge and making it like so fun and accessible. People are like, I want to go deep. So I'm not integrating the two right now, but like Kundalini does feel like such an important part of my life. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, I love that too. When I teach at places, like I've gotten like five or six people in teacher training after yeah. they've taken a class with me. Totally. It's amazing. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I had like five friends just go through the same training I, as I did. Like, and they'd never done Kundalini before, but they were like, this sounds amazing. I want to do it. I'm like, what? That's so, so cool. So amazing. amazing. So I want to dive in. Let's talk about human design. And all the things. Anytime I see your posts on Instagram, I'm always like, oh, the projector in me is like, yes. <laughs> totally. So I would love for you just to explain firsthand if people have never really understood what human design is. Um, and just let's just dive in from there. Cool. So human design is a system that's based on your exact time, date, and place of birth. And the idea is that it really gives us our energetic DNA. And we all kind of come into this life with a different just operating manual and way of showing up. And human design just gives us the language and framework to understand our own. So in terms of how we make decisions, how we're meant to cultivate relationships, work within teams, all the things. And so more than anything, it really just gives us permission to be ourselves. And just for context, there are about like 2 billion different configurations. So everybody's incredibly unique, but at the highest level, there are those five different types. Mm -hmm. So let's, can we dive into those types just in case? Cause of I know course. some people are like, I know I'm this, but I don't understand it. Of course. So there are projectors, generators, manifesting generators, reflectors, and manifestors. Um, there are lots of sites to look up your design, but if you do want to look it up before we go through, um, on my website, it's just erinclairjones.com slash lookup. You need your exact time, date, and place of birth. So the majority of the population are manifesting generators and generators. 
And these are basically the people that have the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and make things happen. Most important thing in the world is that these people are doing work that is deeply satisfying to them. They're kind of meant to wake up in the morning with like a full tank of energy to use their energy in super satisfying ways throughout the day and then kind of crash and wake up recharge. When they're really lit up by what they're doing, they're literally like lifting up the energy of everyone around us. So like as projectors, which we'll get into, like when we're around a generator that's super lit up, we're just like buzzy and excited and kind of like taking in and magnifying that energy. Um, the difference between the two is that manifesting generators tend to like like move very quickly one, but also like thrive when they have their energy and a lot of things at once. So it's not about just doing one thing, but like being multi-passionate and then kind of pursuing all the things at once. So often they've been made to feel scattered or like they're doing too much, but they actually need that level of stimulation. Whereas generators, it's more like I'm going to master this thing. And then when it's time, I'll move on. But I would encourage both time, both types to kind of just really take inventory. Like what are the things in your life that are lighting you up and giving you the most natural energy right now? And what are the things that are the most depleting and draining? And the strategy for both types is basically about allowing life to come to them. Magnetism. The more they do what they love, the more it's going to show up and they're just tapping into their gut to know what they're available for. Then we have projectors, which is you and I. And projectors are basically the advisors, the leaders, the guides, the teachers. They don't have that same consistent access to energy as generators or manifesting generators do. And so our energy very much operates in like bits and starts and ebbs and flows. And so for us, it's all about honoring the, the rise in energy when it comes and resting when it's not. Like the joke, but kind of reality is that projectors are meant to work like three hours a day. Which I know <laughs> is like not always feasible, not always what we do. But the idea is that like you need to really carve out time for input, like to create time just like learn and just like take in information and take care of yourself and like really just like have those times of output, but be, have it be more limited and not like feel the need to have stamina all day, every day. So like a traditional nine to five job is probably going to be a little bit more challenging for us. Um, and their gift is really in being very sensitive to energy and really understanding people, which is why they're so good at guiding energy, whether that's as a CEO or a coach or a therapist, whatever it is. And the strategy for us is basically waiting to be recognized and invited in. So rather than chasing after things and trying to make it happen, it's basically waiting for people to kind of really recognize us and invite us in to kind of share our unique magic because we bring something so different to the table and we need that to kind of fully recognize for us to kind of really live into it. How does that all feel to you before we go on? Oh yeah, that's like me in a heartbeat. I mean, I've been diving in, re restructuring um, my group program, my signature program, Thrive, but I've already been on like Bali time working through it. So like I'm up till, I've been up till 8 a.m. working which would be like midnight in Indonesia the next day. Um, but yeah, I'm totally that. I I always say like, oh, I need that three hours of sleep and uh, three hours of work and yeah. I need a lot of sleep. Totally. And uh, it's something I think, and it's really fascinating to see more and more, um, you know, a lot, you're seeing a lot more of coaches and leaders and these people are really, you can tell they're projectors and totally. they're really stepping up and owning that and, um we're here to shake shit up. I definitely feel that. Yeah. And like, and just, again, it's so helpful for like every type to know exactly what they are, because like when we try to keep up and try to be a generator, like we just burn out like crazy, you know, mm -hmm. so like having each person kind of own their unique magic and a projector, just knowing that like your gift is not in how hard you work, how much you do, it's in the way that you see the world mm -hmm. and paying attention to like where that perspective and wisdom is really invited in the most. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of the time too, at least with what I see with myself is like, I'm working energetically all the time, clearing. If there's something, if there's like uh, something I'm witnessing in the world and I'm like, mm, this isn't, <laughs> this doesn't feel right. You know, I always I'll give myself permission to look within to see like what habits or thoughts or behaviors am I contributing to that? Um, and like fueling that fire uh, collectively. And then if so, and getting radically honest with myself, how can I begin to shift my energy or to shift my perspective or to heal any core wounds that may arise, um, because of this, um, lack of congruency, I guess would be the best thing to say that's out of alignment with the world that I'm here to cultivate and create. That's a big thing that I, I see myself doing. That's why I'm pretty active politically and educating people and seeing how, you know, the inner creates the outer, but the outer can influence the inner. Mm -hmm. And so if we come together as an outer, as a collective, we can make great change. That's how I do my best to educate in that sense. And also my own inner reality. How am I uh, contributing to my external experience? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, and that also does feel like so much of the work of a projector too, kind of being in that process, you know, it's like mm -hmm. our, and you know, all of us, I think are meant to be, have that inner process. But I think like, as a projector, really prioritizing that, you know, and like not like 
being like output is more important than that. Like knowing that's so important and kind of cultivating what you're uniquely meant to bring to the world. And then we have manifestors. And so manifestors are the ones that are really here to kind of initiate and get things started. They're the ones that are here to just like make the move, first move, start the fire. Like they really don't operate well when they're being told what to do or controlled or managed in any way. Like they're very much here to do things on their own terms in their own way. And so they're going to probably struggle in a company where they're being like micromanaged. And so it's so important for them to have freedom. So whether that's just having their own domain within a company to do what they please, or whether that's like working for themselves just so they can kind of build on that autonomy for themselves. And their strategy is all about initiating, so making the first move, but also about informing. So once they've made a decision, making sure everyone who's going to be impacted by that decision is kind of like kept in the loop so they can kind of follow their own path. And then we have reflectors, which are about 1% of the population. And these are people that are very sensitive to their environment and basically always mirroring back their space. And so you can get a really get a sense of like how a community is doing or a company or whatever it is just by how a reflector is showing up because they're taking in all the well-being or lack of well-being in that space and mirroring it back to us. And so the most important thing they can do is choose to be in a physical space that feels good to them because they're going to embody it. And also their identity is so malleable and like adaptable. So just owning that, like they are over the period of month, over a period of a month meant to experience like being a generator, like a projector, like a manifestor, like a manifesting generator. So like not putting themselves in any box and just like allowing that fluidity and like allowing themselves to be surprised about like how they're feeling every day, depending on who they're with and where they are. Um, and the last piece I'll share about reflectors is just that they tend to have this very unique objective perspective where they can just see things very clearly. And so it's so useful for people to kind of really ask them their perspective because like the way they see things is just wild and it's going to be so useful. So as long as they're kind of really in a space where they're really invited in and honored and, you know, um, recognized to kind of share the wisdom that they have. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's so funny when you like understand who your friends are, what their profile is and you understand, you're like, Oh, well, this is starting to really make sense. You can't deny totally. that one. So yeah. I, cause the whole thing about human design is that it's a combination of, it's a combination of various, um, modalities, right? So it's like the I Ching and the chakra Correct. system, what in the astrology, what were the other pieces that, that creates it? And the Kabbalah. Yes. Okay. And also there's like quantum physics, genetics, biochemistry, all the things. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause it's pretty fascinating when you see the chart. I mean, I, it's definitely something that I want to dive in more and like, and learn about myself because, uh, I'm looking at all the arrows and all the different colors and I'm like, this is like, so I have so much wisdom of like so many other things in my head of yeah. knowledge that I'm like, I can't oversaturate my head with any more right. information. So here's Aaron. <laughs> Oh my God, that was with me. And I'll just like, and she'll, she'll, she'll explain what's going on. Cause I'm like, I did something I'm so interested in, but it's, it's so many pieces. And then there's like this and there's like gene codes and like so many yeah. of these different tests and, and tools that are so readily available for us to really absorb. Yeah. But it's, it's like, it's a lot to really take in as well. It's a lot. And also human design is super dense. Like mm -hmm. it's kind of like a lifelong study. There's so much information. And so I think that like my intention with human design is to just make it like super simple and practical and accessible because like, there are going to be some people that want to go deep. And like, sometimes I do 20 sessions with people and it's great, but like most people like want to have one session and be like, give me all the goods, like give me the key things I need to know to integrate in my life. And like, we can keep checking in. But I think that for me, it's like, I want to give people those key pieces. So it's so fun to go deep with people, but also like often like the surface level, like simplest stuff is what's going to have the most impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause some people it's just so over their head yeah, and they're just like in one ear out the other. Right. They're like a gate, a planet. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Let's talk about how you make decisions, you know, <laughs> it's like what the teams you work best in. So yeah. So, but there's like so many layers to the knowledge. It's really, but it is so cool because when you look at that chart, you can see the chakra system, you can see the tree of life in there. You can see like the astrology around it, all the I Ching, all of it. Mm -hmm. So what was it, what drew you to human design? I think honestly, just like the accessibility of it. I think that I had always explored so many different systems and and always was like looking to kind of be a bridge with companies. I came from the world of startups. And so I just like wanted to explore something that would be accessible to them too. And so when I was first 
when I first discovered human design, I was like, this is so simple. This is so practical. This is like so transformational. And like, I just like know that it will resonate and like impact companies in all the ways and individuals. And so like, I just became so dead set on like making it more accessible. And so like, for me, it's so fun to go into like the depths of it. But I just think, I think another thing that really drew me to it is that I think there's so much information out there. And I think often we just like load ourselves up with information and then we don't know what to do with it. And I think human design was like so immediately actionable in a way that was like so needed. And like, I could basically give people stuff to like do the next day, which felt so what people kind of like, they're like going to forget this stuff, but it's like, oh, like I make decisions on my gut. I, my intuition, like I need a way to be invited into things. Like they're just simple things that we can practice Mm -hmm. pretty immediately. Yeah. Something I actually really want to talk about is, um, using this as a tool and not having it dictate you. Um, because there's a lot of people like for me, for instance, like the wait for the invitation, I'm so that, um, with, um, you know, like if I see the door open, that's when I usually step in. Otherwise I kind of like percolate until it's ready to answer that call. Totally. But my friend, she was like, I don't want you to get so stuck and just waiting on relying on other things. And so I want to talk a lot about that because, um, I think it's still in such, um, like when we're so new to something, it can take over our lives in a way of the dogma or like, Oh, it has to be this way. And we give we can give away our power, um, mm. to these modalities and we can forget even astrology, you know, it's yeah. like, Oh, well, Mercury retrograde shit's going to hit the fan. Then you're giving away your power. And that's not what it's about. It's about having a deeper awareness so that you can choose accordingly. So I would just love to hear what your, um, experience has been about this. Yeah. I mean, I think one is that like there human design is called an experiment for a reason, because it's not a thing where it's like, I just tell you it and you're like, that's my truth. Got it. It's like, it's really up to people to kind of play with it and experiment with it. And like, I shared something on Instagram last week, especially around specifically around the invitation, because like, I feel like if you're ever using it in a way where it feels like it's like limiting you or you're holding yourself back, then like, that's not the right way to use it, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, even when I discovered the invitation piece, I was like, oh, this feels so passive. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I learned that like my work as a projector is just to like make myself visible and available so people can find me. And that has been like so helpful in building my business. And so like, and whenever I try to like initiate and push too hard and like try to reach out to companies, it just like doesn't fly. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely like would never encourage people to use it in a way where it feels like it's limiting them or they're like not actually doing what feels right. Um, And just play with it. And I think also what I love about human design is that like, it's kind of teaching each person how to tap into their own inner authority. And like in a way where it's like not about looking for advice anywhere else, but just like knowing what it is within yourself that you can trust. So like for you, it's all around your intuition. So if you're getting an intuitive knowing that you should like show up in a different way, then like trust that, you know, like don't trust me. And so I think it can be very empowering. And I think if there are any ways in which people are holding back because of it, like, you know, they should revisit their relationship to it because it Mm -hmm. definitely is meant to be an empowering system, like at its heart, but also one that you experiment with and see how it shows up in your own life. Yeah. And I think bringing in more of that awareness or speaking up more on that, because it's, it's kind of like a muscle for people too. Totally. Um, You know, because we've been so, we've already grown up in such a conditioned state of being as it is. And, um, I think this is a huge thing that we collectively are really navigating through is reclaiming our sovereignty in that space. And just being in that, um, opportunity to say like, Hey, this is how just a a better understanding of who we are and how we navigate through this space and, um, boundaries are something that we were never taught. And I think it's also important to have boundaries around these with these tools as well. You know, it's like what, what, what's being taught about a certain modality or whatever, if it doesn't resonate with me, that's okay. And I think that's a huge part that we have to really embrace and honor. Um, because again, otherwise we're giving away our power to another system, which we're all breaking free of. Yeah, totally. I think that like, it is very much, yeah, I do. I don't think it's like helps for people to be like, this is like going to totally change the way that I operate. This is the way that I should do things. Like you really got to feel into it and see what feels right to you. Like, I think I always encourage people like take the things that resonate, like leave the rest, you know, like mm-hmm. it's really like, and like take the layers that are appealing to you at times. Like you don't need to integrate it all at once. Um, 
but I don't think that like, yeah, giving, I mean, often I have people come in sessions too, where they'll just be like, what should I do with my career? Like, where am I supposed to be in five years? And I'm like, I don't have any of the answers. I'm like, that's the magic of human design is that like, it teaches you how to, how to unlock those for yourself and like how to enter them correctly. But like, I'm not going to give you those answers. You know, that's part of what drew me to it because I just don't think we need more people telling people what to do. I think like it's helpful that people tap into like their own just like blueprint and dynamics so they can like fully leverage it and how they're showing up in their lives. And again, the last piece I share is that like, again, just because I tell someone they're a manifester or projector doesn't mean they have to operate like one. Like it just often is going to feel a lot better and be far more successful when they do. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm thoroughly interested to see how this journey of human design continues to unfold because I feel like we've only just really scratched the surface of what's possible. If this many people are already so hungry and craving it, I think it's, it's going to be important to, to stand in that power and that knowing of, Hey, this is, you know, again, this is a tool. This isn't something that's so, um, the end all be all. And we need to work and use this accordingly. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be I'm I'm really fascinated because I just think the whole health and wellness industry like this is the decade for it. Yeah. And I just I appreciate what you're saying, because I think there also has to be a level of responsibility with which we like convey the knowledge. Totally. I just think that like and I, you know, I used to have a business partner and I like worked with other people in this. And I just feel like some of the more traditional ways of conveying human design feel a little bit limiting to me. And the language just like doesn't resonate. And so I think part of why it's taking off in a new way is that there are new people translating it in a way that is more accessible to them. And like and I think that's allowing us to reach a larger audience, because I think some of the like more traditional stuff, I think just like is a little bit more, it just isn't as soft. It doesn't like allow people to kind of play with it. And so I think it's been really cool to watch people like let it be more of a thing that they're shaping in a way that feels right to them. And like, again, being responsible in a way that like people like feel empowered by the information and not at all limited by it Mm -hmm. or put into a box because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, cause I think like even with Kundalini, I think that's going to be such a huge, um, it's like keeping the, the teachings, like the integrity of the teachings of is going to be, um, a non-negotiable if we want to keep, um, if we want to keep the, uh, the integrity of the teachings, you know, and it's the best way to explain it because there can be a lot of people that it's also, we have to also be careful of people that are educating about it, but don't really know what they're talking about per se. Um, making sure that the leadership of, of answering the call or the leadership of, um, you know, being the leader is also in that integrity and is, um, and is in, and is it, is in that, that pure congruence of the, of the teaching. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, again, it's just like, it requires like to be a teacher and spread the knowledge and share. I think it just like does require so much responsibility on the teacher's end, you know, especially mm-hmm. there are new systems like this. So like there are tons of people coming out. I mean, like, I want to share this. And so again, I think for all of us, just like knowing it's coming from like a pure place and, and speaking about it in a way that is um, empowering for people. Mm. I think you have my chart. Yeah. I have Do it you up. Have, right. Oh, I would love to learn more about this. Yeah. So how much do you know? Um, I know that I'm a splenic authority and uh, I think, what is it? Like a, a four, what is, I don't a remember what my, a two five. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much, but I think so like, just so you guys can get a sense of like what kind of information human design can offer. So we talked a little bit about, you know, her being a projector and like, and what it means to kind of be like a leader, a guide, having these like ebbs and flows of energy, needing to kind of be recognized and invited in. You know, one thing I shared a little bit about is that like, I felt a little bit limited by that when I first discovered that and learned that like, it basically just means for me, like, and for projectors that your work is to like one, like do cultivate your unique craft, but also like really make yourself visible and available so people can find you. So rather than be like, I'm going to target certain people or try to sell in a certain way, it's like, I'm going to share about what I do in a broad way and let the right people come to me. Mm-hmm. But there are different ways of making decisions in human design. And so for you, your way of making decisions is your intuition, which basically means that you're meant to be pretty spontaneous and impulsive in the way that you make decisions. So like, whereas I'm the opposite, I'm emotional. I need to like sleep on things and give myself a beat. Whereas for you, it's like, as soon as you get that innate or just that intuitive knowing the work is to just like 
trust it, you know, even if you have no idea where it's going to take you. And it's so instant, it like disappears just as quickly as it comes. And so for you, it's being in spaces where you can actually be quiet enough to hear it, you know, like Mm -hmm. being in New York, for example, like it can be loud here, you know? So just like Mm -hmm. having a meditation practice, like practicing Kundalini, like having something that allows you to connect your intuition so you can hear it when it comes and like be prepared to follow it. Do you feel like you're connected to it? And do you feel like you are spontaneous and kind of allow that? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm also a Gemini. I'm a Gemini and my Gemini's uh, Jupiter is conjunct. Okay. So I'm very much so like a whim of the moment kind of person. Like I bought my ticket for Bali and just, I was like, I, I gotta go. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's usually what happens when I'm traveling. It's, it's a pretty instant kind of thing. And just trusting that intuition and trusting the way that my path is unfolding is exactly, um, where I'm supposed to be most definitely. Totally. And in a way where you're just like, I don't know where it's going to take me. This thing just feels right. And like someday. I don't I'm, know, but I'm excited. It's yeah, one of my favorite. Feel, uh, <laughs> totally. And that's part of what I love about human design in general is that I think rather than architecting our future and trying to control it, it's like, dropping us into what feels right in the moment and trusting that like making decisions from an aligned place will take us all the way there. Um, Mm. You know, another interesting piece of everyone's design is everyone has a profile. It's like a weird fraction looking number. And so you are two, five, you could be, there are 12 different ones. You could be a one, four, six, two, all over the place. But basically each of those numbers carries a different meaning. So anyone who has a two in their profile, so that could be like a two, four, um, a two, five, a six, two, a five, two, it basically means that there's a very natural hermit nature to you. So like, it's really good to kind of have time to be reclusive and like be in your own energy and be in your own space and like, Mm -hmm. kind of just like wait for your like talents to kind of build up. Like, I mean, you said it so perfectly before where it's just like, I just like withdraw, like cultivate my thing. And then when it's time, I'll come out in the world, you know, not saying so long that like you're, you know, are just like avoiding sharing your talents, but allowing Mm -hmm. it to kind of build up. But I think also the two means that these people have a very kind of natural talent and genius in their design where they're basically not meant to do the things that come hard or the things that feel super challenging for them, but the things that feel like super easy and super natural. You're meant Mm -hmm. to be like paid for the things that are just like so just like innate for you to do, like the things that are kind of like unteachable. Um, Mm -hmm. So often we've been made to feel like we shouldn't be paid for those things and we've got to like study and do this whole other thing, but just like trust in the things that we're kind of just like naturally drawn to. Yeah, I try to help my my clients really see that, that the things that light you up, there's or, or even the breadcrumbs of the things you were interested in as a kid, it's all leading to your soul's purpose. Totally. And so often we ignore those, especially if we're like, we don't know how to make money from them immediately, you know? Yeah, and that's part but of the trust like, too. It's so those things that are innate are so powerful. And so you have, what'd you say? I said that's part of the trust too. Totally. Yeah. It's just like someday this will all unveil why. And then there's another part of your profile. It's anyone who's a five in their profile. So like a three, five, two, five, five, two. And so the five is basically that there's like a very natural, like leader, fixer, problem solver nature to you. And so you're very much here to like come in, save the day, offer a solution that no one else has thought of, and then like remove yourself. Like you're definitely not there to be like in there saving the day all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's also this quality that's kind of seductive about you that like kind of allows people to see possibility in you. Like they could see Mm -hmm. like anything in you that you could do this for them and this for them. And like, I think for you, it's so important to know yourself well enough to kind of be very discerning about what people are projecting onto you and like only projecting the things onto you that like, well, actually you can't control what they're projecting onto you, but only saying yes to the things that truly feel like aligned with who you are. So like, just because mm-hmm. thinks you can do something or thinks you're a certain person, like running it through your own filter and be like, you know what? That doesn't actually feel right for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's by saying yes to the right projections that things like really can succeed in a very powerful way. But if you're saying yes, just because people think you can do it, that can be far more challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also see that like, after after my lightning accident, I my sensitivities got super super heightened. Yeah, because um, my nervous system got shot, and sometimes when now when I go out into the world, I could see people's like trauma in their aura. Yeah, I think it's a lot because I do Kundalini yoga too. That I'm I'm helping people expand their light body so much that I could see where holes are in people's auric fields or other people's insecurities because I've overcome so many of my own that sometimes when I walk by people, I could see, I could feel that projection of insecurity and I'm like, wow, this isn't mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And like, and you got so much sensitivity in your design. So like the wisdom of that is just being like, I see this and I can mirror back to you, but I'm not going to take it on as my own. Mm -hmm. you know and like 
another key aspect of your design and anyone's design is that if you look at your chart, you'll see that there are all these areas that are kind of white and open. And those mm-hmm. are basically the areas where you're the most sensitive to kind of taking in other people's energy. And so they're just helpful to be aware of. So you can make sure that you're living like in the wisdom of it and not kind of being like just overwhelmed by it. So like one for you, is just like, you've got a very open emotional center, which means that you're incredibly open to the emotions of others. And like, it's hyper empathic. And like, again, not only feeling other people's emotions, but actually experiencing them as like amplified within yourself. And so the shadow of that would be like, not knowing what's yours, not knowing what someone else is, like mm-hmm. maybe getting like, so like, you know, like taken with someone else's emotional experience that you like jump into things too quickly. Or maybe you're like avoiding confrontation and like not fully expressing your truth because like, whatever you're going to spark in someone else, you're going to feel it more intensely than they do. So there could be like, no, I should do that, you know? So, Keep that the truth. And so I think the wisdom for you is to be so empathic, to kind of be able to move in and out of other people's ways without taking them on as your own and knowing that your gift is in kind of like being a mirror and giving them language for their emotions and kind of reflecting it back to them without taking it on as your own. Mm. And like three of my, my partner has this, two dear friends have this, and they're all writing books on emotional intelligence because like they just have this experience of being able to kind of experience the whole spectrum of like the emotional experience and being able to offer wisdom based on that. Mm. How do you, do you feel that, that one? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think that's been a huge part of my healing process has been overcoming the martyrdom and like stop being that martyr of like, Oh, let me just take it in or the people pleaser, you know? And yeah. I think that was so much of mine cause I could feel everyone else's emotions and I just wanted to always shower them with so much love and be totally. like, Oh, you got this. But, or and the, the fixer, like fixing the fixer in me has been a huge part of my healing process. Um, cause ever since I was a little kid, I, that's always been, I always thought that was my role. Mm. Um, you know, I had very traumatic child. That's what I'm writing my book in Bali about just like a very traumatic childhood and had to like grow up very fast with emotionally grow yeah. up very fast. Um, and so a huge part, I think that was the blessing of being struck by lightning was having to face that head on and to see, like to rewire and to restructure my emotional well-being, mm-hmm. my light body, and the way that I really perceive the world. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You know, and it sounds like that, like, you know, opened up an entirely new version, you know? Mm-hmm. Um are there other pieces you specifically want to hear about? Or you want me to just riff a few, little bit more? Yeah, just riff. I mean, I don't have my chart in front of me, yeah. so I can't see it. You just go with um, it. Yeah. So one other, you know, I talked about these open centers. Like one other big one for you would be what we call your open sacral center, open energy center. And this, this one just makes you incredibly sensitive to energy in general. So this one's going to be true for every single projector. And so the biggest shadow for us is projectors. I know this one has been very challenging for me, especially living in New York, is that like there can just be this overzealousness, like just like taking on too much and literally not knowing when enough is enough. It's like a Mm -hmm. tendency to basically not honor the inconsistent nature of our energy and just like push through the tiredness to kind of try to get things done Um, and making ourselves wrong for being tired. Or we we can get like so wrapped up in other people's energy that we're like, well, just stay out and keep doing all the things and like not know when to pull away and kind of come back to our own energy. So I think as a projector, like, you know, really, and this will be actually true for manifestors and reflectors too. It's like just finding smarter, more efficient ways to work. It's like not about working harder and like really honoring the ebbs and flows of your energy and leaning into your role as a guide and trusting that you're not here to do all the doing. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a, a big one. Yeah. Yeah, And it's interesting because I do, I love, I think, I think that has a lot to do with my Virgo moon because I love a lot of, um, like creating structures and systems is something I, I love the most. It's, I love being able to like help my clients understand like, Hey, use this, uh, money management, like spreadsheet I created for you. Or like, Hey, this is a way to create content. Um, with the cosmos, working smarter instead of harder. That's a lot of the Mm. things that I, I really want to help people see because I mean, I feel like the big drive for me is to help people really, um, get that structure, that foundation going and with a system in a way that, um, is, is, um, supportive, And then from there, we can start to cultivate um, conscious relationships and conscious families and to be able to be more present in life and not so tied um, to a computer or to a phone. And again, yeah, I think that works smarter and not having to put so much because even living in Joshua Tree, I feel like I have to always put more out there because I have like not as much 
fun things to do, I guess. There's not as many things to do as like a big city. And so I'm like, oh, like I just need to work more, which is a huge part of why mm. this Bali trip for me has become a non-negotiable for my mental health and well-being is because that hermit, I'm, I'm, I can be very hermity and that's actually affected my energy and my mental health and well-being in the long run. Mm-hmm. Right. And the hermity thing is good to a point, you know, it's like mm-hmm. using it to like get ready for the next thing rather than having it be like the default all the time. Yeah. And I think, and I love sharing because I think that like, because you have this center open, it means that you're so here to become wise about how other people can use their energy most effectively, you know? And so guiding people in that and like showing them that they can be just as successful without doing so much, you know? And so like, again, you can just be like really tuned in other people's energy and making sure they're using it most efficiently. And often projectors are like masters of like systems. They're just here to like make things more efficient in all the ways. So it sounds like mm-hmm. you're so fully living that, which is so cool. Yeah. yeah I love it. That's like, I tell everyone, it's like, oh no, so systems are my shit. (laughs) Even when I was in business school, that was always the marketing and, and like the business and systems operations were always like my, definitely my, Mm. my strong points. Cause I do see myself very creatively and, um, a lot the way that I see and like, I see like the pieces together and I see like myself as a dot connector and how the dots can all connect to create something pretty Mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. Totally. One other piece that I would share is just around what we call your channels and human design. So these are basically just like innate strengths that you carry. So they're a little bit less actionable, but they're things to be aware of just so you can like make sure you're fully leveraging them. So like one of the strengths you carry is all around like sales and marketing, which basically is all about just like using your intuition to like message and sell things in a way that like people can hear or adapt your messaging to like all sorts of different audiences, but just like you can basically sell anything. So you just want to make sure you're actually selling things that you care about. Um, Mm. And there is this like real efficiency with this strength in particular of this like ability to kind of accomplish a lot more in a compressed period of time than like most people can in a whole day. Hmm. So it's like often these three hour bursts where like when these people are working offices, they like you know, do really well the first three hours. And then the rest of the time they're like, what am I doing? Crash. Yeah. And so just like, it's so important to kind of really honor the ebbs and flows here again, rather than like, just feel the need to like, um, continue and have this level of stamina when it's meant to be more naturally up and down. Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel that sales and marketing piece within you? Oh, that's why I went to, I have my degree in marketing. Oh my God. Yeah, that's what I do. I help people build their online empires from the inside out. And how do we come up with a really solid marketing plan and a strategy that's authentic to you? So cool. Um, Because I just think right now there's such an oversaturation too of like coaches and, but I really want to help people find that blue ocean for them and to really step into their power and their truth and, and bring all the pieces together. Like I said, as a dot connector, bring all the pieces together of their own experience and really, um, serve and, and sell and share from a space of genuine connection and authenticity of like, Hey, I see you. I've been there before. Mm. Um, because that's Mm -hmm. my whole drive. My whole thing with like is conscious marketing in terms of like, how can our marketing make an impact in the world not just in our small little communities, but the world at large and bring in more compassion. Um, it's a huge thing for me. It's like, how can we be more compassionate through our companies and through our businesses um, to everyone's, you know, every soul's evolution. Mm-hmm. So cool. You know, and just like, again, sounds so much like you're living your design there, you know, and like really it's like the highest expression of it, you know? Mm. Um, one other strength I would share is that you also carry the strength of being the creative role model which basically just means like you're here to kind of just like model what it means to like a self-expressed individual and just be very bold in the way you express yourself. And the idea is that like by being bold in the way you express yourself, you basically inspire other people to kind of be equally bold, you know? I would definitely say that. I I consider myself very uh, unapologetically myself. So cool. And (laughs) I say things that may trigger people, but I like that because I want them, I like to be controversial. Yeah. um, Because, because that controversy sparks conversation and it gets people to think outside the conditioning that they've been so conditioned and uh, structured or developed in. Totally. And in some ways it really does inspire them to like be that for themselves. Like maybe they're not going to be as provocative, but like there's a boldness that you're, that you're the way that you show up inspires in other people. You know, I think it's also, it's like, yes, as a projector, we wait for the invitation, but I think I also project out an invitation for others too. Yeah. Um, to really step up and to, to know that they're safe or to know that they're not alone or 
hey, I see you, I've been there kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I just, that's part of the uh, compassion that I I do my best to to really bring in because I think a lot of us have been navigating through these core wounds of our childhood Mm. of unacceptance or betrayal or um, unworthy or the rejection. And if I can help people heal from that aspect Mm -hmm. um, and then really go out there and serve their business, Mm -hmm. that's the work that I really do. And I think that's what really differentiates me from a lot of other coaches out there is I have no problem helping people navigate through the depth of their soul Mm -hmm. and to really, really do that deep work. I I say I don't do basic bitch spirituality. Mm -hmm. Like I don't do like surface level stuff. I want that depth um, to be there so people can actually live from their truth, their Mm -hmm. whole truth. Mm -hmm. So necessary, you know, and I think that like, and one other piece of that aspect is also just like a natural leadership that you carry. Obviously it's a projector, but it's like somebody who's like not always interested in being followed. They just like are this leader and people are like, I just want to like go where they're going, you know? So it feels <laughs> like there's a way that just the way that you're showing up is inspiring people to show up in a certain way, you know? And, yeah. and that depth, it's so cool to hear. Oh, I yeah. love that. So cool to to have that reflected back. Like, yeah. okay, I'm on the right track. I see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and that's like the point is it's like not about telling people stuff they don't know. It's like stuff that they yeah. do know, but they're like, oh, you know what? That is like what makes me me. That is what I'm so good yeah. at. Like, Maybe they're not confident in that. But then it's like, no, this is actually you. This totally. is who you are. And so often we're like, wait, can't everyone do that? It's like, no, not even close. You know, like, I think we often shame ourselves sometimes, but also just don't even give ourselves the permission to kind of be strong in that way or be, you know, skilled in that way. And so I think human design just validates it, especially when a stranger is reflecting it back to you. You're like, oh yeah, I guess that is, okay, how can I own that more? Yes. I would love to know if there's anything really interesting you see on there. I mean, I think that like, it's all interesting to me, but I think that, um, one thing is like, there's a part of your design where you're definitely not meant to be like super like strategic and focused and like really like detailed about the future. You're very much here to like, just be in the flow and like, Mm -hmm. not even like necessarily like deeply studying all the time. It's more just like by paying attention, like you're going to take in all the information you need and you probably don't Mm -hmm. even like know all the things you know until like it's literally just pulled out of you. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with being a Kundalini yogi too. Is that because I'm constantly upgrading my system through Kundalini yoga? That who I was a week ago, you know, I'm not the same person, obviously, but I can't even think so far ahead because the Kundalini allows me to like uh, transmute things in such a quicker way and a faster way that it's def. I definitely see that ebb and flow and trusting the path and trusting the journey because like I said, if I can do a Kundalini practice and it can shift everything for me. Um, and I think also working a lot mm-hmm. with plant medicines, there's just things that are, I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I'm always evolving in such a way that while it's good to have some, you know, visions and, and those goals, the truth is, is like, I, I always am in that of this or something better. Totally. And like very much with just like, I want to feel like this or like be like very broad with what you intend and aspire and just be like, all the details will be filled in, you know, exactly Mm -hmm. like this or something better. Like, we'll see what it is, you know? So Mm -hmm. just like allowing yourself to be in the flow, because like, honestly, we live in our school system is structured around a much more like strategic focused way of doing things. And so like, you're very much kind of where the future is going. I'm just like Mm -hmm. more sort of just like open and receptive and in the flow and seeing where it all takes you. Um, Yeah. School was really tough for me. Yeah. It makes sense. I had a really, really hard time in school. And I, I mean, I went to like a really, really great university and I'm pretty well educated, but it was really, it was, I always wanted to rebel against the system right. of what it was. Right. Cause it wasn't really designed for you, you know? And I think mm-hmm. it's like designed for one way of learning and one way of doing things. And so that's going to really work for some people and really not for others. So know? side note, how do you see that um, evolving? I mean, I think that like, there are so many ways that human design can be used in such a practical way early on. Like the founder of human design would always say that like human design is really just for the children because like, while it's so useful at any point in our lives, like when you actually parent according to kids' designs and give them permission to be who they are from day one, it's so powerful. So I think that like, you know, having teachers be equipped with their kids' designs, like having parents equipped, like they're going to probably parent kids. I mean, they will parent kids accordingly based on like, you know, how to communicate and how they make decisions and what they know that they need. So I just think Mm -hmm. it'd be so cool to integrate these tools super early on. Even like, you know, if you go to high school or college and like have a career counselor, like knowing your human design and helping you understand like 
what teams you might work best and like kind of what containers might work for you. Because I think so often, again, we know these things innately, but we just like convince ourselves out of them or don't give ourselves permission to live them or feel like we should be something else. So I just think it, I think at some point, like I know that it'll be integrated in the education system at some point, but I'm so excited for that because I just. So we need leaders like you to start speaking up on that. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, that's right. When I think about like the future and you're talking about like that future plan or the strategic and that though, those are the kinds of visions that I hold, um, for our future is how can we start to equip more? Cause I just think the kids today are just so, so sensitive, totally. but I don't, we can't support them until we support us in a way to really be seen. And that's why I do the work because my big passion is conscious family work. Mm. That's the work that I'm really, really wanting to step into more. Um, well, obviously I don't have a family right now, so I can't speak from that experience, but I come from a very large family and I wanted to be a pediatrician when I was a kid. So it's always been, I've always been connected to children mm. and because they are the leaders of our future. And I want totally. to make sure that they feel seen and supported and safe to express who they are um, and to go out there and share their gifts unapologetically. So, I mean, I, I also hold that vision of being able to see more of these um, modalities accepted. I mean, I feel like we're making wavelengths with like meditation going into schools now mm. and more mindfulness. Um, I definitely think it's a process, but again, as the outer can influence the inner, like I shared earlier, the more we're demanding this, you know, the more that this will start to become our reality. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think it's all happening. You know what I mean? Like, I think the school thing to me, feels like, I think we're on the path there. You know, I just mm-hmm. think that like, we do need more people speaking up about it. And I think that like, there's so many parents that come to me and I think that like it, people are really integrating it into their parenting, but I think it just like, And even with companies, you know, I work with a lot of companies. Like when I first started, it was like very specific companies. And now it's like, you know, much broader, more traditional companies that are like, okay, we're open to this. We're ready for this. So I just think it's going to, the receptivity is going to keep expanding. And like, I've had clients that can I introduce you to like my superintendent dad. And like, I'm just like, like maybe not yet. You know what I mean? Like, I think that Mm -hmm. like, and because I think some schools might be ready for it, but probably a lot not. So I'm just excited to see how it unfolds because there's like such potential there and hopefully would like give the kids that are coming such a better, more empowered experience, like at the beginning of their lives. Well, that's why I'm passionate about politics is because I want to help create precedent for the future and really, totally, you know, really take that action to educate and to bring more awareness so that people can start thinking it and demand it. I mean, they work for us. We have to remember that. Mm -hmm. So I want to help people feel empowered enough to speak up on the things, on the injustice, to speak up on um, the areas that need more attention, that need more love, that are kind of being put on the back burner, that are necessary for our future and our humanity and our, our world to really evolve in the right direction. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm so glad you're doing that. You know, I think it's so, <laughs> it's just, it's so necessary, you know, and I think that like it, I think the world's going to look a lot different, you know, and as we keep evolving. And so I'm just excited to see what direction it goes. Yes. So, um, yeah, if there's anything else on there that you would think just to, like to stand out, I mean, I would love to hear. I think like the last piece I would share is just like, there's a very, um, and this comes across through your incarnation cross and through a specific, which is just kind of like our greater purpose, but like, there's like a, a very ruler nature to you where you're here to kind of be this, like, just like overseeing authority. You carry this like natural authority educator quality to you doesn't always mean you're going to be on the ground doing all the things. It's actually probably better for you to have someone doing that for you, but just like kind of holding that higher vision and just like, just like, again, being like the educator, just like kind of, we call them like the king or the queen, you know? And so high priestess preferably, (laughs) you know, but it's just like, it is that, that energy that I think really can inspire people and make them feel taken care of as long as you like have the right support, you know? So I think there's just like a very, 
powerful leadership in you. And again, it's all through the invitation. So making sure people are actually like really receptive and ready for you to lead and kind of like ready, you know, you earning the trust of them as well, of course. Yeah. Cause I think that was a huge, I was talking with my sister last night about it because after I got struck by lightning in 2012, I was seeing everything happening so clearly and everyone thought I was fucking crazy. But now everyone's like, Oh, we actually understand what Sabrina's talking about. So wow. I, I was very, very ahead of my time. Yeah. But no one could understand. Everyone just thought I was losing my mind and like batshit crazy. And it was really challenging because I needed that support and needed mm. to be seen and held at a time where it was one of the most vo- energetically vulnerable times of my life. I couldn't be in crowds for four years without picking up and having to clear and transmute energy because that otherwise I didn't feel safe. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, I'm writing all about this in my book and, uh, you know, and she was like, yeah, everyone just saw you were fucking crazy. And now we're all seeing what's going on. So that, I mean, I definitely see that of, um, you know, like I I think a lot of that was about me helping cultivate and create a container too, mm-hmm. um, to help people um, really find and discover on their own terms and not, yeah. um, you know, say like, oh, this is what, what it is and just really surrender and allow other people to process their own karma. And again, not being the one that like, I'm the fixer of things. And I think mm-hmm. that, that, uh, the overcoming the martyrdom has been a huge, um, part of my healing yeah. for sure. And like knowing that you are here to like, again, fix some things, but not all the things, you know? Mm-hmm. So just being so discerning about like where to focus that kind of problem solving, fixing energy. I don't have to do the shit on my, by myself. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Totally. Yeah. Well, thanks for, for diving in deeper with that oh, and, yeah. and sharing that. And, uh, if you're, if you're listening and you want to, um, have Aaron Claire Jones here, read your, uh, human design, you can use the code sovereign and you can get 10% off your reading. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, there's so much more to learn from this and I think it's a constantly ever evolving flow. And I think it's also really fascinating with human design, how I'm seeing like a lot of astrology like Mm. on YouTube and stuff, reading human design to talk about like astrological shifts, which I think is pretty fascinating too. Totally. I think it's like, it's just being integrated into so many things, you know? And I think like human design also just speaks like we're just like coming into like a new era, you know? And so I think Mm -hmm. the combination of like all the different systems to help us understand and make sense of where we are and where we're going is so useful. Yeah, to really streamline. And I think because we, we've got shit to do here. So if we can understand our energy and the energy around us and we can navigate through this time and space with a lot more ease and grace because totally. we all came here on mission. And so these tools, I just feel like have come through at like just the perfect time for us to to work with them, their tools, mm-hmm. so that we can actually live out our soul's mission and our soul's purpose. Totally. And just remind us of them, you know, yeah, and give us the yeah. tools to actually do it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, to wrap up, I've enjoyed this so much. I want to do some lightning round questions. Okay. What does sovereignty mean to you? Um, sovereignty means just like standing firm in authenticity and power. Mm. What would you say was the one book that really revolutionized your life? So many, but I remember reading the surrender experiment early on was mm. like so powerful. Um, is that Michael, Michael Singer? It is. Yeah. Uh, Untethered the Soul. Untethered Soul is my favorite So book. good. And surrender yeah. experiment is just like really his life story, but like, it was just such a beautiful example of like what we've talked about of just like what happens when you really just like aren't trying to architect the future and just like trust that one aligned choice at a time is going to take you all the way there. And so watching the way that his life unfolded was so wild, you know, cause he's just like, yeah, I'm here. I'm a servant. We'll see what happens. I'll like show up in any way I need to. So that's actually the audible I bought for my plane ride. Oh so my God. It's so good. Yeah. I'm so he's my, like the untethered soul. I would say for me, the untethered soul and the power of, of myth are my two, mm-hmm. um, my t- and the alchemist, I would say those are my top three mm-hmm. for sure. So good. Um, yeah, but I love Michael Singer. He's such a phenomenal human being. Yeah. What would you say to younger little Eric Claire here? To younger Aaron Claire, you said? Mm hmm. Um, I mean, I think I would just like say, just like trust yourself. You know, I think that like there was so much 
like, I think like feeling empowered to like not have to fit in and do things in my own way as like, I mean, I've always done that in a certain regard, but I think I always doubted it. And so I think just like wherever you are, like trusting that what you're feeling pulled to is the right direction for you. Even if like, it's not making sense to the people around you or it's not what you think you should be doing. And just like, Mm -hmm. you know, those innate pulls are like the things that you can really rely on the most. Mm, I love that. And where can we find more of you? I'm Erin Claire Jones everywhere. So I'm Erin Claire Jones on Instagram and then my website's erinclairjones.com and all my offerings and things are all there. Amazing. And what last little nugget of wisdom would you want to share with whoever's listening to this conversation? I mean, I think that, you know, so much of our conversation was around letting human design be a tool, like not a dogma or like a thing that we have to adopt. So I just think that like really like treating everything in our life as that, like as an experiment, like taking the things that resonate, leaving the rest, like really just like trusting what feels right to us and what doesn't and like letting that be the guide, you know? And like, and what I love about human design is just like, it's about learning how to turn inward for answers and like not about asking advice for others. So I think really just remembering that, like, it's really about just tapping into your own authority every single time. Mm, Yes. AKA, own your power, everyone. Yes. Step into it and allow yourself to lead from that space. Well, thank you, babe, for taking the time and for reading my chart and for sharing your wisdom and of course. your truth and your light with all of us. And I'm excited to see how human design trickles out into our school systems and, yes. uh, <laughs> and the world at large and to continue to, um, and to help bring the, again, to bring these tools to help revolutionize this place. I think there's no accident why we're here and why um there's an interest in in these modalities and so we need to run with this to bring that revolutionary change we've all been calling in and we all came here to really actualize yes 100 i love that so much Yes. Thanks. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Go check out all the goods again, Aaron Claire Jones, all the places. And, uh, remember that these are tools to help you unleash your medicine and to really reclaim your power. So work with them and watch what happens and see how this all unfolds. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll be checking out with you soon. Take care. Satnam. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.